Your Honor, my name is Adriana Quinones. I'm here to tell my side of the story. I was severely injured in a car accident on April 19, 2020. Adriana Quinones read these words at a sentencing hearing. It was for a man who, after drinking, crashed his truck with her in the passenger seat in Pittsburgh. Her words were part of her victim impact statement. She talked about how the accident affected her family, especially her little brother. The boy wrote her a letter saying he cried all day when he learned she was hospitalized. When I read the letter, I couldn't believe it, the words he was saying and the feeling he felt. I couldn't believe my 10-year-old brother. Mm, that's okay. This is the part that hit Adriana hardest when she read the words at the sentencing. And even now, over a year later, it's the same. The impact statement proved hard for other reasons, too. Adriana has an intellectual disability that makes writing and reading difficult. A counselor advocate from the Center for Victims helped her write the statement. She's so awesome. She's like helping me a lot. And she's the one who helped me with the impact statement. Because I decided not to go to court. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to see his face. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Shveta Jordan. Welcome to the third season of A Valid Podcast. We're examining the landscape of relationships among people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Why? Well, decades have now passed since the era of large-scale institutionalization. But the American Association of Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities says that the next frontier for this community is social inclusion, that is, navigating healthy relationships. People with intellectual disabilities are now at much greater risk of abuse and also a lack of autonomy in relationships than the general population. Today, more about how Adriana uses her voice after the accident. We'll also meet a couple who have learning disabilities and mental illness, and their relationship formed and blossomed at what's technically a rehab center, but really much more. First, though, my fellow All Abilities Media podcaster, Aaron Gannon, inspired this look at relationships. In 2017, we watched a feature movie called Sanctuary. Here's a conversation we had about it recently. We saw a film, I don't know if you remember it, from Ireland. There was a couple, and they both lived in, uh, I think they lived in a group home. I'm not really sure how they knew each other, but they paid off a staff person. They, like, broke their piggy bank or something so that he would get them into a hotel. They wanted to be alone together. They wanted to have sex. Oh, that one I remember. Do you? Yeah. It was actually funny, right, because all these, they snuck out at a movie and everybody went their different ways and some people went shopping and some people went out drinking and things like that. And I just remember that you said, like, I said, what did you like most? And you said the people trying to get together. Yes. And at the end, they actually separated them because, like, forever, because it was illegal for people with intellectual disabilities or Down syndrome to like have a relationship has it have a romantic relationship no that's not true what's not true it was illegal it was illegal they changed it in ireland but they changed it in ireland but only in the last few years 
for a long time, it was illegal. But now they should change it. They did. Yeah. Why do you think they should change it? One, people with disabilities can have a relationship. And that's to be on their level. What do you mean on their level? I want that film that I want them to use their, like, their own voice to speak out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. That idea of having a voice, whether for autonomy or protecting one's self, it came up in another conversation for this season of A Valid Podcast. Social worker Sean McGill offers behavior support coaching to people with intellectual disabilities and autism. He has a technique to help people resist abusive or dangerous situations. So I'm standing sometimes and just teaching people to scream at me or to say the word no to me. Because if someone is going after you and they're trying to hurt you, the best thing you can do is make a lot of noise, right? We teach compliance to people with disabilities, which is the worst thing that you can teach. We want people to make noise. A Valid Podcast is brought to you by All Abilities Media. The project is a collaboration between Unabridged Press and the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University. We're grateful for support from Pittsburgh Philanthropies. The Staunton Farm Foundation funds mental health programming. Learn more about our mental health-related events and media at allabilitiesmedia.org. Staunton Farm's vision is investing in a future where behavioral health is understood, supported, and accepted. In the last episode of A Valid Podcast, Adriana talked about working with a therapist to identify red flags in relationships. She's also focusing on how and when to voice her needs, including when she wants to share with a new friend or love interest that she has an invisible disability. In the beginning, I don't like to talk about it because it's personal. And it's hard to explain like why I take medication because it's personal and then it's hard. I just do it when I'm ready. Like a person, it's okay. And, you know, it's really hard explaining everything. Because if I can't explain, like, if I can't explain it, I'd be like, Mom, can you please explain this person? And Besides the therapist and her mom, Adriana also receives support from a life coach from disability services organization, Achieva. She meets with her coach twice weekly. It's supported by public funding. While finding her voice in relationships is key, the coach helps Adriana with other ways to navigate relationships, literally. The life coach is helping Adriana pursue a driver's license. Having a car is another matter. In the future, I will buy a car because it's expensive. Like, first buying a car is expensive, and then you have to, like, is something wrong with the car? Mm -hmm. And then it's Mm -hmm. a lot of money. For now, Adriana rides Pittsburgh's light rail, known as the T, and she also takes the bus. And when she heads out to meet a new friend, these days she'll be going to a public place for safety's sake. She's taking to heart that advice from her mom. 
Overall, Adriana says her mom is her relationship role model because of how she relates to her husband, Adriana's stepdad. Because, like, I've never seen, like, a relationship like that. And, but, like, they're so nice. They're, like, really lovable and really kind. And then he's really nice to my mom. And he's really, he, you know, he's really nice to me. And, you know, they joke around, you know, like that. I wish I had somebody like that. Adriana says she's making better choices in her own relationships. And she's learning when to say goodbye. Actually, um, I just forgot with my boyfriend yesterday. Oh my gosh. But it didn't work out. <laughs> that is supposed to. But I'm okay, you know, I'm strong and... Well, like, I was like, okay, you want me to listen to you, but you don't want to listen to me? <laughs> like, really? Thanks to Adriana for sharing her story. She was interviewed by Point Park University student Claire Lindsay. Claire's work was supported by the Pittsburgh Media Partnership. Once again, I asked my fellow podcaster Aaron Gannon to join me and help wrap up this part of our episode with some dating advice. So how do I know I'm in a good relationship? If you want a good relationship, there are key sentence, um, sense that you will learn. Not learn, but to look to do. Like what? How to fight for yourself. The guy that you picked, it, does he love you? Does he care about you? If it's a guy that um that is not good for you, that will be abusing you verbally and treat you with respect. Public source: Pittsburgh nonprofit news outlet is providing editorial advice for this podcast as well as photos on its website. Please do check it out at publicsource.org. Unabridged Press and the nonprofit All Abilities Media first partnered with Public Source last year for the 30th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Adriana was featured in a video along with others with disabilities reading from the ADA, which she did in Spanish. Please visit adapittsburgh.com. And now, a valid podcast visits Laura and Mike. And I'm not going to tell you their last names just yet, for reasons that will become clear later. Trust me, it'll be fun. I see his beauty on the inside and out. Um, He's a very giving person. I just love her a lot, and she's special to me. I never want anything bad to happen to her. Laura and Mike met at the Sally and Howard Levin Clubhouse in Pittsburgh. The place supports people whose lives have been disrupted by mental illness. And it's really nurtured Laura and Mike's relationship. The center's run by Jewish Residential Services, and it's part of an international movement called Clubhouse. Those who use the center refer to each other as colleagues. Liz Reed interviewed Laura and Mike for a valid podcast with help from Claire Lindsay. This is Sally's Cafe. 
This is primarily where I do most of my work and stuff. And we have fig bars, fruit snacks, mini candy, pirate booties. We have Beyond Burgers for our people, for our colleagues who are vegetarian. Mike and Laura's love grew at the cafe. He'd been in some difficult relationships before. He divorced several decades ago, and things with his previous girlfriend were going south. And then, how did you meet? We met through my ex-girlfriend. She was a... Um, colleague at the clubhouse. She, yeah, she was a colleague at the clubhouse. And we were dating, her and I, and... Laura was a friend of hers. You are grinning. Why are you grinning? Um, because I was friends with and that's how I met Mike. And then I started to be friends with Mike. And note to the listener, Laura did not call the ex an expletive. We just bleeped out her name since we didn't get her side of the story. Who had feelings first or was it mutual? I think... What? You had feelings I, first. <laughs> I, I had feelings for Laura first. But I was scared to tell her how I had felt. Because I thought it, it would scare her away. What made you, like, why did you have a crush on her? What was it about her? Her personality, her outgoingness, her sense of caring, her beautiful smile. She's sensitive and caring. She's just a lovely person. So when was this that you guys met? Two or three years we've known each other. So our day about a year, year and a half ago, we decided we had good chemistry. What was a typical date like? We would go out to dinner, or I would cook her dinner at my place. How did you woo him? What, did, what kind of things did you do for him when you were dating? I wooed him in a different way. I did it by going on walks with him outside. I like to go on walks, especially on the trail at the waterfront. What did those walks mean to you? It meant a lot to me. I walk her home, and then I walk back to my house. I always made sure she got home safely because I cared about her. I didn't want her walking in the dark by herself. Clubhouse director Joe Herbick says Laura and Mike's relationship represents the best of what can happen in a supportive environment. That's kind of what psych rehab is, is like putting those little pieces back into someone's life. And so to see that kind of happen and blossom in front of you, it tells me two things. One, they're both succeeding and they're feeling confident enough to take on a relationship. And two, it just makes me happy to be there and be a part of it. In 2020, despite everything else that was going on with COVID, Mike was ready to take the next step. We went to Yokoso Japanese Steakhouse. I planned this in advance. I made a reservation and I um, went in there, asked him to decorate the table to, um, and put, gave him a ring to put on the table so I could ask her to marry me. Sorry, not sorry, but you're going to have to wait until the next episode of A Valid Podcast to hear what happened. 
And we'll also learn more about what brought the couple to the clubhouse and how the community there supports them. Thank you so much for listening. A Valid Podcast is part of the All Abilities Media Project based at the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University. The majority of us producing this work have one or more disabilities. Others on the team don't identify as having disabilities. Public Source's Hallie Stockton was the lead editorial consultant for this podcast. Liz Reed of Jewel Tone Productions is our audio engineer and sound designer. Dara Thompson interviewed Sean McGill. Disability advocates Dr. Rachel Callum Whitman and Aaron Gannon consulted on the content of this podcast. George Castleberry performed his original harmonica piece, Beautiful Christie. Lily Abreu played guitar from the Woodlands Foundation. And another musician who played for this in the last episode can tell you about herself. Hi, I'm Jane. I'm a piano accompanist at the Woodlands Foundation. I am from Beaver County, Economy, PA. I just played two pieces at the Woodlands called Always is a Broadway hit from the 1920s. And yes, sir, that's my baby from the 1920s also. So those are the two pieces I played, so I hope you enjoy them. Thank you. And thank you, Jane. I'm Jennifer Shveta-Jordan. I publish Unabridged Press and manage the All Abilities Media Project at the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University under director Dr. Andrew Conti. He and I are co-executive producers of this podcast. I hope you'll check out the great photos of Adriana and Laura and Mike that accompany this podcast on publicsource.org. I'll catch you next time. Do take care. <laughs>